Welcome to the Power of Prayer podcast. This program is a ministry of All Saints Church in Lakeland, Florida. Each conversation is unique because of the topics and participants who join the Reverend Kathy Hewlin in the discussion. It's our hope that by listening to these testimonies and discussions, your openness to hearing from God in prayer will grow and change the way you love Him, yourself, and others. Well, today we're at our Power of Prayer podcast. We are talking about forgiveness. And I'm Reverend Kathy Hewlin, and I'm joined by Vicki Chastang and Phil Mays from All Saints Church. And we just wanted to open up this topic. I think we've touched on parts of it before in this podcast, but uh, it's always a significant topic to talk about. We're always challenged by it personally, as we know when we're praying the Lord's Prayer that it is part of that prayer and something that we should always consider how are we relating to God where do we need to receive forgiveness and then how are we relating to others where do we need to offer and extend forgiveness Uh, so that's our topic today and particularly just want to think about helping all of us to pray that so we can start by just sharing the Lord's Prayer that it's probably familiar to anyone listening to this, but if I started with give us this day our daily bread, then we can all join and say, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So we already have that prayer language that we have from Jesus, um, but then how does that seep into our bodies, into our minds, our souls, and how do we then live that out? What other tools might we help impart is what will be something that we can share today. So just open that up for us to begin our conversation. Okay. (laughs) Well, from a standpoint of healing, physical healing or emotional healing, spiritual healing, forgiveness is key. Mm. Um, Most of our um, wounded memories are connected in some way to a person, place, or thing that has uh, created trauma or created pain Mm -hmm. to us in the past and generally if it's um, an individual there may be some unforgiveness there that we're holding and to be able to release that and can bring uh, a great deal of um, can lift a lot of weight off of people off of our beings Uh, It can even release healing to flow through our bodies Mm. that maybe it has been stopped up in some way. I like to visualize a a water hose that's been crimped. And if we can open, you know, uncrimp it, Mm -hmm. uh, then the water can flow freely through that. So blessing and healing and all of the wonderful things God's love can flow freely to us. And freely we give then freely we can receive and so if we're free to give forgiveness to other people then we can freely receive forgiveness from them and from god our father Mm -hmm. um and it doesn't just involve other people uh it involves ourselves you know sometimes we've made choices or decisions or they created some kind of an action that we are truly sorry for and we blame ourselves for the outcome or for the circumstances. So it's always important to remember that we can forgive ourselves also. Mm -hmm. We don't need someone to pray this with us. We can just say, Lord, I forgive whomever and always follow that with a blessing. Um, The Lord tells us to, you know, forgive our enemies and to 
bless our enemies. Mm-hmm. So that for me is a little bit about forgiveness. Yes. <laughs> Now, let me uh, just touch on the very beginning of what you shared, Vicki, sure. and um, thinking about any of our listeners that what they might connect with in life experience. So as you started to unfold just the, the way that people get caught in trauma, yes, mm-hmm. um, just within the past few days, had someone share a story about a trauma from early in life, and they've lived you know, 15 years since then, but a new trauma happened and it triggered them to go back to that first trauma. And I don't know that everyone depends on life experience, what you've gone through. Um, but I didn't, the first time I encountered that idea is through someone close to me and realizing the struggle that they were having and knowing that I was trying to minister to them, trying to love them, but they clearly couldn't receive the love because they were caught in a trauma of something that happened before I met them. So, you know, I'm trying to help them unpack that, but also you can't, like that person's in control of how much they unpack and when they unpack it. And, you know, you, you just are there to listen and to love and to pray, right? Yeah. Um, and so it's just been interesting to come to a realization of this aspect of our emotional lives, our spiritual lives that I didn't know for 40 some years, but it's through the encounter of someone else and trying to love them well and realizing they can't receive it because they're, they're still traumatized from something that happened when they were three. Uh, So, you know, it's interesting to, to encounter someone who's been held up, locked up, seized up in some way and realize that forgiveness and praying through that at some point will be a way to, to bring healing for them, but it's kind of on their terms and their schedule and, and how they are open to what God might do for them. Exactly. And you hit a nail right on the head. When people experience extreme ta- trauma at whatever point in their life, mm-hmm. their emotions get stuck. Mm-hmm. And something may have happened when they were three years old or 12 years old. And they could be in their 40s, but emotionally, they're stuck in that little 12-year-old or Mm -hmm. 3-year-old. And so for them to be able to respond any other way that you may expect a person of their age is just unrealistic because Mm -hmm. they don't have the tools to be able to do that, the emotional tools Mm -hmm. to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. So as prayer ministers, um, if we can minister to them at the point the trauma occurred and minister healing to them at that point. God seems to be, in my experience, an accelerator of bringing them up to the present day and to where they need to be and Mm -hmm. to bring them complete and total healing. Mm -hmm. You know, last night when when you you had sent the text about the subject I started thinking about it because of the season coming on and everything and it came into my head that um, I thought of A Christmas Carol that's one of my favorite movies and mm-hmm. I like everything from the 30s on up to you know the, the all the different more versions contemporary of it. Yeah. but the 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 one thing that stuck in my mind was and and since it's about forgiveness was the scene where Marley comes back the first time the ghost of Marley and he's wearing all these chains Yes. And <clears throat> it's one thing when you have a traumatic experience, and that's what I, I believe that most people 
think about it in that sense. Oh, um, you might have had a death of someone close to you. Some, but they can also be very small little chinks in the armor or, or jibes that, that sometimes we kind of slough it off or put it in the back of your mind until they build up and they build these chains up mm-hmm. so that the, that the forgiveness... Forgiveness is, is several different aspects to that. There is the forgiveness of, I've done something wrong to somebody, will you, will you forgive me? Mm-hmm. That's a very powerful thing to do to somebody. And, and a lot of people, I, I just think, we're not really prepared. The tendency is to be on your guard and in some cases, seek revenge, mm-hmm. which is a very powerful, instead of our training and what Jesus taught was to give, was to forgive. That, I, I, that goes against our grain, as does the rest of the scripture. Mm-hmm. Our human nature, our fallen nature, to me, does not, it, it's inbred in us to not want to do that. Mm-hmm. The second thing is, I've wronged somebody but the but the second thing is if someone has wronged me and i don't as a rule i don't think a lot of people look at them the same way mm-hmm. we we get a little bit too self-righteous when we feel like we've been wronged and oh how dare you do that when and and, and it's um um a two-edged sword because we want to be forgiven, but do we really, are we really the first to ask for forgiveness mm-hmm. when we wrong somebody? Mm-hmm. And, and I can also see, like Vicki was talking about, that over time, these wrongs can build up, like I said, the chains. I love that you brought that image, and, that's and great. The, and the mm-hmm. fact that now you're carrying not just one or two, you've got a lot. Mm-hmm. And they might not be all big, some of them are gonna be little, and. And, and all that, but a cumulative effect is not going to be um, healthy mm-hmm. uh, mentally. Secondly, uh, it's not what we as true Christians want to um, to live like. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to show that to no, the world, do we? You don't. <laughs> and and um, and I, I think that. Um, just maybe I'm reaching here, but the uh, the other thing that popped into my mind was the relationship of David and Saul, because that was David was uh, he tried everything to do to please Saul. Saul had some issues, probably bipolar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, but he had some definite. Uh, he 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 had that where he was always uh, maybe a little bit paranoid, but he couldn't forgive. Mm-hmm. And even when David asked him, but the, 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 the real issue here is which kind of forgiveness is it? And then are you really going to forgive or are you going to shrug it off? Mm-hmm. I've actually been present when somebody says, you know, I'm in, in a serious way. And then the other person's attitude was, oh, really? You know, sort of like, hey, I have something on you and I'm going to use it. Mm-hmm. And that's not healthy. Not at all. But, but we we are called on for from a Christian perspective. We've got to look beyond that. Mm-hmm. We have to 
to me, that's the hardest thing is to not get pulled into a secular attitude about it. Mm -hmm. And like you were talking about praying for people, um, we have to be cognizant of the fact, this is my humble opinion, is that it's it, it we can try to be empathetic to a person's issues but we we unless we've actually been there and even there we might we might not think it's a big deal if it's happened to us in some cases worse to other people it's a tragic error that takes a lot of prayer and um i believe uh, soul searching mm-hmm. but it it to, you've got to kind of chip away at it over time, mm-hmm. and and it's a powerful thing. Forgiveness, um, you know, in the what is it, the Alcoholics Twelve Step Program? That's mm-hmm. the first thing you go ask for forgiveness from everybody, and it's amazing how I've read stories where people um, have not gotten the responses that they were expecting, mm. and and so how do you handle that? Right. It's an invitation to be the bigger person, isn't it? Well, it's, it's <laughs> and then it's trying to manage that when exactly. it doesn't go the way. It's, now that you it's would our hope. turn to um, be Christ-like mm-hmm. and accept that and and pray, like you said, and pray through it, mm-hmm. and and consistently work to avoid that in the future, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But. Um, I it's it's a it's a very rough topic and especially when you're praying with someone that has those deep hurts to really feel what's going on inside of them mm-hmm. and as opposed to letting our own little issues come in mm-hmm. and that's tough mm-hmm. the, it as, takes a lot of love as humans we feel justified Oh. And, the, and that we feel that we've been hurt and somehow there needs to be vindication. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we need uh, when we're considering forgiveness of, of someone, forgiving someone. Um, we have to throw all that out the window and understand that we may never um, be there. We may never get what we think that we need from that person. I was in a conference one time and someone said that you may feel like you may be entitled to actually, and you probably feel that you're entitled to, but someone may have terribly wronged you and you may be, you may want more than anything to get an apology from that person. And what the speaker was saying was, you may never get that apology. Mm -hmm. So Jesus has to be enough. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so in our case, then, if we don't get that, then our our part of fulfilling the, the circle of forgiveness, so to speak, is to just forgive them mm-hmm. anyway, knowing that we're never going to hear those words, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But on our own, we may never be able to communicate with them, as I'm sure there are a lot of those of us who, who have done 12-step programs um, who tried to make amends to people and as you said they didn't get the response they would have liked you have to just let that go Mm -hmm. and that's very hard um in praying for people where we know that there's deep-seated forgiveness um 
we will ask them, um, are you in a position where you can forgive this person? And frequently they'll say, well, there's absolutely no way. I mm-hmm. will never forgive them. And you don't understand what they did to me and so on and so forth. And frequently we'll move on and circle back and say, well, would you be willing to just release them to the Lord? Mm-hmm. And they'll say, yeah, I can do that. I mm-hmm. can do that. And um, so pray, helping them pray a prayer to release whoever it is. Mm-hmm. Then it breaks that attachment or that tie that they have to that person. And they can begin to heal. And at some point down the road, they would be willing to forgive. Mm-hmm. That's very good. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and just one quick comment. Mm-hmm. When, when someone feels like that, and I can appreciate it, it then blocks your ability to be more open to the freedom of God's love by harboring that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's sort of like making the choice, well, what's more important, this or to hang on to something that, again, you may never hear it, you may never get it, and, and that apology, but what's it worth? To me, it's our eternal salvation is worth more, so we just have to drop it. Mm-hmm. Now that's not always easy, but it's it 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 can block your ability to feel freedom in the Lord. I would love since you brought up the image about Marley and the yeah. ghost and and wearing, <clears throat> you know, so much chains and and uh, heavy metal, right? Um, <laughs> so thinking about anything that happens to us since you mentioned like there might just be a minor thing that would happen and you don't really feel like you're harboring anything, but we really should imagine that something has happened to us. Maybe it's just a, you're in your car and someone pushes into the back of you at an intersection and no damage happened, but it's still, it's, it bothers you. It ruffles you. Right. So let's just put on a medal, <laughs> right? <laughs> that happened. It happened to you. So put the medal on and then what are you going to do with it? Are you going to be able to take it back off? Can you release it? Can you let it go? Because that's ultimately what we're being asked to do in all in any manner of situation. Um, and then sometimes those are really heavy because of the situation is, is much greater in the way that it impacts you. But how can you lighten the load is what we're trying to do, right? Yes, and some people have back problems, neck problems, mm-hmm. um, shoulder problems, mm-hmm. and... Those when you physical t- problems are physical tied. Physical problems. And if you can just visualize all that weight they're mm-hmm. carrying around mm-hmm. and um, help them lift those off, possibly one by one, uh, as they're ready to do that, then healing can occur in mm-hmm. their bodies. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're carrying heavy metal, as you said, all <laughs> those chains, you're so bound up. First of all, you can't breathe properly mm-hmm. and um you know you're constantly aware of it you know you can't not be you mm-hmm. know because it's weighing so heavily on you and to just release it there's so much freedom and weightlessness Amen. that you begin to feel and a lot of the pain can leave and um it's uh, miraculous to see that happen mm-hmm. and i would encourage uh those that are listening. So that's an example of like physically your body is impacted by it. But that I'm aware as I become more sensitive to my system of ways that I 
I don't know it maybe it's like physically breathing or I just feel kind of constricted but I it's not that it really has gone to my back or I have pain that way but I can tell I'm holding something that I don't need to hold anymore mm-hmm. and so just encouraging all of us to just really be in tune with your body and when you recognize that try to you know figure out a way to release it right mm-hmm. so I think for our last time um uh, few minutes why don't we share some prayers I, I have or maybe some scripture that people could read that would encourage this releasing um, so I thought of the prodigal son that in particular reading from mm-hmm. Luke 15 uh, just reading through that whole narrative and uh, see where all of the you know the older brother that holds on to and harbors resentment towards the the younger brother but noticing the love and the grace and the mercy that the father offers. Um, so that's, you know, just reading through that and allowing God to minister to us through that narrative. Mm-hmm. I think that's one. Um, thinking about, again, the, the Lord's Prayer that, you know, don't separate the, the prayer, but acknowledge when you're asking for forgiveness from God. And then because of that, extend forgiveness to others, to hold mm-hmm. those together. Um, one of the uh, penitential rites um, offers that like if you were to ask for a service of reconciliation and want to confess that then the priest would turn around and offer after you've confessed then would also ask do you then forgive those who have sinned against you so it, it's all part of that experience to realize that you're asking for forgiveness but you're also needing to extend it to others so that's important um, if anybody wants to look at the book of common prayer you can begin reading that from page 449 and read through to the end of that service. Uh, but then also, Vicki, you have shared with us a prayer, a mm-hmm. forgiveness prayer. Why don't you speak to that in ways that people could maybe um, practice that for themselves? Well, um, a friend of mine is Charles Martin. Um, he's, he's an author. Some of you may have read his books. But um, he was teaching at Christian Healing Ministries on forgiveness, and he crafted a forgiveness prayer that is just, um, it, it just speaks really from all of our hearts. Um, can I share it? Yes, you can. Okay. Um, if you feel you, um, um, this is coming from me, if you feel that you need to forgive someone and you're listening to this podcast, um, just pray this prayer along Amen. with me. I'll read it and um, just join it and receive it. Lord, you know what I'm about to tell you, but I'm going to say it anyway. I've been hurt deeply and I am hurting. When I look inside, I feel like parts of my soul have been stolen, like parts of me are missing. As a result, there is unforgiveness in me. But Lord, I don't want that anymore. Here's my heart. Take this stone from me. I forgive my friend. I forgive them for what they did to me. And you can pause quietly here at this prayer and name what they did to you and say, Lord, I give every hurtful act to you. I also give justice to you. I release them from my judgment. This may seem a little silly to you, but if you would take your one of your hands and just pick it out of your heart and place it in the other hand and lift it up and offer it to God, you're offering that hurt to God and that person. Having done so, Lord, I ask that you release me from these chains. There are the chains again. 
I declare that no matter the injustice, no matter the pain, no matter the hurt and anguish they have caused me, I forgive them outright and completely. I tear up the IOU. They owe me nothing from this day forward. As you forgave me on the cross, I forgive them. Lastly, Lord, there's now this place in me. You know the one. It's the vacant place where the wound of unforgiveness festered. It's raw and painful. It needs you. So please send your Holy Spirit right now into the deepest, darkest, hurting, wounded places in me and bring healing. In the name of Jesus, I release your Holy Spirit to abound and grow and heal me now. Amen. Amen. And one of the things that Charles said when he was doing this teaching uh, and using this prayer and sharing the prayer was, you may have to do this over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes one time doesn't do it. And especially um, when you encounter those individuals again, it may stir something up. It may trigger something. Mm-hmm. Trigger is a, a good word that we use, a word that we use a lot mm-hmm. this day and time. But, and if it does, you can just, Pick up this prayer and say, Lord, I forgive them. I forgive them again. I ask you to take them from me. And if you have to do that little um, that little activity of reaching into your heart and putting it in your hand and lifting it up to the Lord, do that. Mm-hmm. You can do it as many times as you need to. I've often told people that when they're uh, forgiving people, sometimes they may have to do it depending on what has happened three, four, five times a day. Well, part of it is for them to get well. And, you know, if you go to the doctor and, you, and he pres- gives you a prescription, sometimes you have to take it four times a day. But eventually... Or you have to go back to the doctor for another round of it, right? Sometimes that <laughs> happens too, exactly. But eventually you're healed and you've taken all the meds and you don't have to do it four times a day. And mm-hmm. it gets less and less frequently. And it, you realize one day, wow, that's just gone. Mm-hmm. And um, God always gets all the glory for that because it's something miraculous that we can't explain. It's nothing we can do on our own. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And if we turn it over to the Lord, he can help us. Mm-hmm. So that asking God, asking Christ, help me to do this prayer. You could start that way before you would go mm-hmm. into that forgiveness prayer. And I love since we, and it was referencing chains, but since we talked about that, you know, it might not be that the motion of pulling something from your heart and placing your hand and giving it away, but maybe it's you feel like you're going to take that chain off of your neck, right? Yes. Or you feel a weight in your back and you're going to take something out of a backpack and give it away. Whatever physical gesture you need to do right that, that really speaks mm-hmm, to the situation yes. you personalize this any way that you would want to yes and um it works it mm-hmm. just works mm-hmm. you know you were talking about biblical forgiveness mm-hmm. <clears throat> a couple a couple came into mind but one of them is the story of joseph and genesis oh yeah when um that it it's it's a very it's a journey that joseph took but Petrifus brothers actually intended to kill him, mm-hmm. and we go through this whole scenario. But the end of it was, one God was in charge of this, and Joseph was his instrument to do. And and his statement when he got his brothers together and they recognized him, mm-hmm. they almost passed out. They thought he was going to. And and Joseph. This is the important thing, like you said, he looked past all that. Mm-hmm. He knew that God was with him. And he and, and he did suffer, but he also 
prevailed and he came out on the other side with a deeper relationship with the Lord and he knew and he said you meant those actions something paraphrase um, uh, for harm mm -hmm. and it, it's it's um, God meant it for good yeah God meant it, meant it for good mm -hmm. and that's what is so tough is we have to um, <laughs> for lack of a better expression quit being so human about it and recognize try to emulate try to emulate how Jesus would have handled this mm -hmm. same thing when he was being tortured and crucified mm -hmm. forgive them Lord mm -hmm. I mean th that's not a natural thing mm -hmm. and and like you said I also thought about um like physical training, physical therapy, everything. You don't go out and start throwing a 97-mile-an-hour fastball the first day. <laughs> you don't. It takes training. It takes, And this is what, this is what we're after is a, is a total change in our lifestyle mm -hmm. to be more dependent and more aware of the presence of Christ in mm -hmm. our lives. And, and it really is a, a way to witness with great strength and for God's glory when yes. people can mm -hmm. see it. True. Um, so I'm, I'm always struck by at the end of Luke's gospel, and this is chapter 24. Um, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. Um, the power that we are supposed to be sharing that forgiveness of sins and to be a witness of that. Um, so I'm grateful anytime that we're going to come back and revisit this conversation from time to time. But I think it's significant that two of our biblical illustrations were related to family members, uh -huh. right? And we all know, um, since people might listen to this in the uh, time of Thanksgiving and Christmas, and you're with family, um, you get opportunities to practice this <laughs> and and, so. and we should too because this time of the year as joyful as it is is sometimes not so joyful for people to have that are carrying those weights yes and and it, it takes constant prayer and attention um to to make it a joyful time for some people. Mm -hmm. And we need to pray for those people that are having problems like mm -hmm. that. Well, I feel, why don't we close in a prayer? I know we already had that offering of prayer, but I'll just say a prayer for our, our listeners. Yes, for the listeners today. So, Heavenly Father, thank you for um, just the grace that you extend to us and for Christ Jesus, for what you have done for us in dying for our sins. Uh, forgiving us and for the opportunity to be able to forgive others because of who you are, the ways that you live in us, your spirit guides us, provides this ministry um, in us if we are open to you. So I pray for each of us today to, to just open ourselves one more notch, one more little opening of ways that we can respond to your grace and love and mercy. And um, as we benefit from you, that we would extend that to others. Um, so help us in these days, help us to um, be your witnesses. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Well, thank you all for our conversation today, and we'll be back again next time.